mountaintop Burning like a silver flame The summit of beauty and love Andrea is her name She's got us Yeah baby, she's got us I am Andrea I'm your fire with your desire Hello Groovers, I'm trying to get into the habit of recording more often, mostly because there's so much happening, <laughs> um, and it's exciting, and if I don't get to it uh, immediately, then it starts to be overlapped by other new things that keep happening. Uh, I'll be putting out the Collective Soul Action Plan tomorrow as scheduled, but I wanted to do this quick little episode because I was on uh, Ryan Singer's podcast, Me and Paranormal You, which what a joy that was. I was so fangirl about it. It was a little embarrassing. Uh, and we did wind up managing to have a delightful conversation in spite of my nerves and my slight hero worship. Uh, as I told him when we wrapped, I wouldn't be doing anything I'm doing without his podcast, I don't think. I mean, perhaps there might have been some other impetus, but it was really listening to him over the years that made me feel safe to publicly talk about all of my paranormal metaphysical experiences. So I am deeply grateful to him for that. I hope you're all well. There's been a lot of delightful energy coming in this week as we shift out of Mercury retrograde. Um, so enjoy that while we're in a phase of um, big, big, big Aquarian energy. So what I want to talk to you about today on this episode is just kind of go over my intuitive menu of services. I will get this done in short videos and up on Instagram. But for those of you who don't want to sift through my uh, various videos on there to know what I'm about, you can also just listen to this episode and I'll direct people there uh, as well. So on my intuitive menu of services on the Square app where you can book me, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven intuitive services. And then the eighth service on there is my academic tutoring. I also do a little bit of that more as a, uh, first of all, you have no idea how joyful it is to read with a young child on Zoom. It is the most fun thing I've done in a long time. And uh, my students are adorable. I have been offering that up more as a um, public service. And it is pay what you can, or if you really need my help, if your kid's struggling with math or any subject really, and you, you just need a little bit of help, feel free to reach out to me because I will work with your child for free if I have the availability and time. A lot of times all they need is uh, a half hour, maybe a couple of times to get a concept that they're struggling with. So keep that in mind that I'm there for that as well. 
Um, there is an option <laughs> that's podcast interview, which has zero dollars on it. And that is basically a spot in my booking page where you can uh, book an interview if you would like to be interviewed, or you can um, book to have me on your podcast if that is what you would like to do. One of the exciting things that I'm offering at the moment is if you would like to come on my podcast, I will give you a free reading uh, with the uh, codicil, of course, that if we get into anything too heavy or personal that you just don't want to share, I will not use it. But it would um, be fun to do that with some of you. I would love it if you booked an interview and said, Hey, I want to get a free reading and I'm willing to do it on the mic. That would be a ton of fun. So my paid services, let's get to that as I beat around the bush entirely. Uh, the first thing on my list is animal communication. I threw a photograph or and or on the phone with you or in chat, however you would like to do it. But basically I just need the photograph if you're having some difficulties with your pet, you think they're stressed or you don't understand a behavior they're doing or you need some help there, um, I have had some really great results with other people um, where I can tap into the energy of their pet and the owner and try to um, find out what's really going on with your uh, your animal friend. And that's a 30 minute session. It doesn't take long. Animals get to the point. They don't have a whole bunch of stuff swimming around in their head the way we, we do. Uh, and then next on my list is um, grief medium support. Um, I really had not planned on offering mediumship because it takes quite a lot of energy to communicate with those who've crossed over. And for me, it has mostly been an experience of people who have recently passed and, uh, it's a dream visitation and that is, um, manageable with my energy levels and my time. I don't want to be, you know, the medium who everybody comes to, to talk to their, relative who passed on 30, 40 years ago. Sometimes those people do come through in readings and whatnot, but this is very particular to grief support right now. I had a recent experience with a good friend. Um, he had a very tragic loss of his mom. She's super young in her fifties. Um, she, you know, hadn't been sick. It was one of those really sudden things. He had left, his, he doesn't live in the United States, he lives in, he's from another country, but he had uh, left his country to go to um, Azerbaijan to study and have a student visa there and sort of work his way to somewhere in the Western world, Europe or the US or Canada, where he could earn more money to help his family at home. So he hadn't seen his mom in a year and the last time he saw her was when he left. And of course, you know, with our pandemic circumstances, he couldn't even go home um, for the memorial or any of that or to be with his family. 
So he was struggling quite a bit. Um, he has had a pretty traditional upbringing. Um, as I talked to him and was trying to help him, uh, you know, deal with his heartbreak and shock, uh, and anger and confusion, I shared with him a few stories that I personally have had with people who've passed over and told him that I truly believe that there is more after this life and that he could talk to his mom anytime he wanted out loud or in his head and she will hear him. I believe this to be true. It may sometimes feel like you are answering yourself, uh, in their voice, but, um, wherever it comes from, it's very reassuring and helpful when going through the grief process. Uh, I did get a message the next day from his mom for him. I had asked to connect with her and the message really seemed to bring him a lot of comfort. And part of what she had told me is that she needed him to invite her. She needed his permission because I think part of what happens when we pass over is our spirit, especially if, you know, you weren't, they weren't from a family that believed in such things. They're not going to just show up and scare the heck out of people who aren't prepared or ready for that. So as they're making their transition to the other side, they may hang around to give comfort, but it's usually silent and, uh, people for the most part aren't aware of it. Um, so what I asked my friend to do, I told him this message and I said, I want you to ask before you go to sleep for your mom to visit you in your dreams. Um, that's where I usually get most of my contact from those who've crossed over um, when it happens, it's nothing like a dream. It's like the most real virtual reality you could imagine. It feels absolutely real, um, right down to physical contact. So I encouraged him to do that. And I heard from him this week and he did in fact have a dream. He got to visit with his mom and hug her and talk to her. I'm going to make myself cry. Um, she told him to, that she's sorry she had to go sooner than he wanted, but that he should live his life the way she had taught him and that she loved him and she was fine and happy. And part of what I think helped him a little bit in his grief is, um, seeing her happy and peaceful and getting to have that last hug or that contact. Um, I don't completely understand what goes on behind the veil or how this works after life, to be honest. Uh, but I do know that it seems like once they have taken care of whatever they wanted to before they transition over, it becomes much more, um, difficult for them to connect. And maybe that's because of where we're at and our evolution. But at any rate, whether I gave him a post-hypnotic suggestion or he really had this experience and he, he and his mom got to sit and have tea and talk and hug each other and he got to say a kind of goodbye 
um, it helped him. So I'm offering that grief medium support now. Uh, unfortunately, we are having and experiencing a lot more loss of our loved ones at the moment, um, especially in Western countries, it seems. We really didn't do such a great job of managing the pandemic. So uh, if I can be of support to anyone who is experiencing loss, I am happy to do that, and if you truly cannot afford to pay me for that, we can discuss other options. I, I really want to be able to help people in this way because I saw how much comfort it brought to my friend, and I know from personal experience how much comfort it has brought to me when I've lost people and they have come to see me. The next service that I have is a mini reading special, and this is four readings for $44.44, because I love mother number sinks. Mother. I love mother sinks, too. When I'm sinking with my mom, that's pretty sweet. But at any rate, this mini reading uh, is a fundraiser for my economic empowerment experiment. I am trying to accumulate a chunk of money, about $1,000, where I can be like a seed fund for someone in um, Africa to change their life, basically, because it doesn't take much money for them to start something up for themselves, to be able to feed their family, so that whole, you know, teach a man to fish versus give a man a fish thing. So if you were to purchase this, you would receive four mini readings over the course of four weeks at your leisure and booking time. And all of that money will go towards helping um, someone in a truly impoverished circumstance. Then I do uh, a soul action plan card reading. I use a variety of decks for this. We get instructions for your inner child, your ego, your higher self, and then from your galactic team, which I use the Dragon Oracle deck for that. And that is 5555. And then lastly, I have the Syncretic Oracle reading. This is more labor intensive and covers many modalities of divination. These galactic trading oracle cards combine I Ching, uh, Mayan glyphs, traditional tarot, um, elemental, uh, elemental definitions. I mean, it really has everything. Chakra, each card has a, an image for you to focus on for meditation. It really is quite comprehensive. So that's why that reading is a little bit more, and that's 7777. So I think I've covered everything. I will pause and go back and listen just to make sure I know what I've done here and then keep talking. <laughs> but um, thank you for listening to all of that, and you can book your readings with me or your podcast interview or whatever it is you feel I can help you with at Grooving Goddess, uh, go to my Instagram page. You can get to my square booking site that way uh, or from Facebook at Grooving Goddess and you can book your appointment. 
Um, I truly love doing this work and I am working my way up to having more time and energy to do a lot more lives and read some cards live on Instagram and then also do my love expansion uh, exercise more regularly on Instagram so other people can join. I'm working on creating a short Zoom session, maybe a half an hour, um, where you can come in and I will explain more in depth what the movements are, how the breathing works, and what you are trying to do with the experience, and then be able to ask questions, and then we can all uh, dance together. So those are some of the things I have coming up. I will be creating a Patreon this year. No timeline on that because I am giving myself a lot of leeway. And you should all be doing the same thing too. Just try to get in the flow of things and don't try to push too hard and force yourself. Like I wanted to be raring to go this week, but I had a lot of, you know, basic life management stuff work for my file guy, as my friend Becky would call uh, her ego. And I, you know, only have so much energy. And so my energy got taken up by that. And the last few days, I had to spend a lot of time resting. So that is where we are with all of that. But I am, you know, I've been working my way up slowly from being very, very ill and doing chemo treatment every week to stay alive. I have uh, some immune disorders that I deal with, and that was the first time in my life I had to have immune suppression. And that period had lasted for six years of me taking that every week. So as a result of that, uh, I have been bouncing back quite a bit and rehabilitating over the last few years. So I continue to do that, uh, slowly ramp up and add more activities. To give you an example of where I was at and how far I've come, uh, back when I was doing that treatment, along with the basic things of taking care of my kids and the house and cooking, which is, you know, plenty in, on its own, but there would be days where I was so exhausted that uh, taking a bath was an accomplishment for the day. And then I would be done for the day. My energy would be used up. Or if I cooked dinner, like that was all day I was resting up so I could make dinner. Or um, what was the other thing that I did? Uh, transferring phones and then taking my son to an appointment he needed to go to. So in the past, I would have had to schedule my life so that I basically did one thing a day because that's how little energy I had at the time and now I can do all those things in a day which may not sound like a lot to some of you um, but when I'm having a very low energy day those are a lot of things and so I had to remind myself yesterday when I was really frustrated that I had to take a nap before I could eat dinner <laughs> um, I had to remind myself and talking to my love on chat that uh, a few years ago, just taking a bath would wear me out. So I need to 
be, oh, changing my sheets and washing my blankets yesterday on my king size bed. That's another thing that used to really kick my ass. And I, that would be like my activity for the day. So, uh, I have increased my ability to do work by leaps and bounds, and I will continue to do so. Whew, that seems like it was a lot. Uh, at any rate, I'm glad that I could pop on here and explain my intuitive menu and what I can do. And I hope to hear from some of you. You can also email me at groovinggoddess at gmail.com. So those are all ways you can get a hold of me and you can book a personal reading if you'd like one. And I am offering 50% off for the rest of the month of February. So uh, keep that a secret. And also um, go to my Instagram or Facebook. I hit the magic 777 number of followers and then sort of missed it. So I would like to give away a free reading uh, in celebration of that to my listeners and followers. So go to the post that I'm going to put up in a little while before I release this and uh, make sure you just comment on that post so that I know that you want to be in the drawing because I really don't want to use a random number generator and then have to count through my list of followers where number 367 is <laughs> or, or whatever number comes up. And I don't want to bother people who maybe don't want a free reading and just like listening to the podcast or follow me for other reasons. So I would really like the pool of drawing for this contest to be people who are interested. It will save us both time. And look, it gives you a heck of a chance to win because if only 10 people comment, that's a one in 10 chance. Um, feel free to like and share on your story anything I do, share my podcast, review it. I think I found out recently that I'm not on Apple yet, and that may be just because I don't have enough listeners or plays or whatever magic thing it is that they need me to join the club, but I am everywhere else on all of the other podcast platforms. Um, if you don't have a podcast app downloaded, uh, Google Podcasts is really easy to use and you can do it through the browser. Just Google, Google podcasts and it'll pop up for you. And I'm on there as well. So I look forward to serving the collective more as we go along. And I am sending you all so much unconditional love and gratitude. Keep loving yourselves, love the earth and love each other. Much love. Talk to you next time. One of the things I love to do at the end of the episodes, you know, the name kind of gives it away. Grooving Goddess. I love music. And I think for most people, music is a powerful, uh, cathartic, uplifting thing. I mean, it can shift your energy in an instant you could be having the worst day and a song that really gets you going or makes you happy or even makes you cry to let out some feelings that you're holding can change your whole day and your whole energy field so uh since it's friday and we're at the weekend i <laughs> am gonna tell you a story about my rock and roll life 
Um, so I sang working for the weekend for you guys. Uh, and it made me have all these memories about what is attached to the band Loverboy that did that song and, um, you know, why that in particular was such a big deal for me and my experiences with that band and that song. So around about 1985, 1986, maybe. I went to see Heart at a place called Shoreline Amphitheater in California, and um, it was this great venue, uh, lots of lawn seating and such fun. But uh, their opening act was Loverboy, and you know, at the time, of course, I was a teenager and completely enamored with their band. I'm pretty sure at one point they had towels on and there was shaving cream or something. I don't even remember, but it was very exciting. It was one of the first concerts I ever went to. And uh, so I became enamored with them. Fast forward to, let's see, it would have had to have been 2002 because 9-11 had already happened. Um, I was in a rock band for many years, in case you didn't know that part of my history. And I had a friend at the time who was also a singing partner. She was working for the radio station. We had a big music festival here and called Rock Jam, big outdoor event. And uh, I had played there with my band in the past, but this time... Since my friend worked for the radio station and we both had a reputation in town as singers, we got backstage passes and we sang the national anthem on the main stage on the Jumbotron. Now, let me tell you, it is an ominous feeling to get up on a stage in front of, you know, 50 to 100,000 people. I don't know how many people were actually there that day, but because of the recent proximity to uh, 9-11, it was even more meaningful and impactful, I think, to the crowd that was there. So you could hear a pin drop. That was the eeriest, strangest feeling, having that many people actually paying attention to every note that was coming out of our mouths. But the fun side benefit was that uh, we got to meet Loverboy and the lead singer, whose name I don't remember right at the moment, um, actually signed my uh, backstage pass, which was... uh, on my chest and it was really funny because there were all these different aged fans coming in there all acting like they were about 14 no matter how old they were and you know having them sign them all over the place and I was like why would I have them sign my body that's just gonna wash off so at any rate that is my fun little behind the scenes history with band lover boy and I hope you enjoy this and it gets you rocking like it does me so have a great uh, weekend or whenever you listen to this, it may not be your weekend, but just channel some of that weekend energy. Love you all.